Good evening to you. It's great to be with you. Merry Christmas. Uh, thank you. And uh, you might want to keep that uh, little handout uh, close by because we're going to uh, have a uh, look at that uh, now. And I'm going to pray as we start. Please pray with me. Lord God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you that it is your message to us. And so we ask now for your help so that we can understand uh, what you want to say to us. And we pray that we might respond in a way that makes us closer to you. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, now I love Christmas. I'm sure most of you do, but I just love Christmas. And when I think about Christmas, I think about this important truth. That it is better to give than it is to receive. I mean, I'm sure you've heard it before, but that's pretty much what Christmas is about, isn't it? Uh, I know it's a cliche, but it is true, isn't it? That it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. You know, we live in a world now that says, kick it to me, kick it to me. So my message today on this Christmas Eve is that at least at this time of year, can't we be people, can't we be people who give instead of receive? And I'm sure you'll find that it actually is better. Why? Well, when you give to someone, you know, something really special that you've thought about, even agonised over, and you give it to them without expecting anything, absolutely nothing in return. Well, you'll experience when you do that, the deep warmth, the inner glow, the rich satisfaction that you have given simply for the happiness of another. It's an act of pristine beauty. It's everything good in the world condensed into one saintly act. And when you give in this way, you know, thoughtfully and selflessly for the pure enjoyment of another, and you see the joy and the happiness it has brought, well, then you will experience how it is, how it, it is, how it is all absolutely worthwhile for your heart will dance with wondrous and indescribable delight and you will hear the whisper of the Christmas angels in your ear that it is better to give than to receive no no no, no, no. What an absolute load of twat, twaddle. Absolute rubbish. That's right. That was just one minute of complete verbal waste. I mean, does anybody seriously, deep down, genuinely believe that it is actually better to give than to receive? I can't imagine anyone sincerely believes that because it simply is not true, is it? Let me prove my point. A massage, is it better to give than to receive? <laughs> Money, is it better to give than to receive? Slightly warmed chocolate mud cake with a strawberry fan 
and a side of King Island double cream and a raspberry coolie with a light dusting of icing sugar. Is it better to give than it is to receive? I rest my case. It's simple, isn't it? And what's more, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who doesn't feel at least a little peeved when you are handing around, might might find the others, when you're handing around the presents on Christmas Day and you're watching someone that you've spent maybe 50, maybe $100, maybe even more on. And, and, and they're opening the present that you know they have always wanted. And so you searched high and low for it. You planned for it. You went to great expense and trouble to get it. And then they open that wrapping and you see their unbelievable surprise turn to uncontainable excitement and then uncontrollable tears of joy, and you're sitting there with your seven-pack of undies from Target. Tell me you wouldn't feel just a little bit peeved off. Come on. No one thinks it's better to give than to receive. Absolute rubbish. Hogwash. And you know, when it comes to Christmas, I had some of you, didn't I? (laughs) And when it comes to Christmas, let me say, I don't think it's about that at all. That it's better to give and to receive. That might come as a surprise. I think it's actually quite the opposite. See, it would be better for us at Christmas to receive than to give. Because Christmas is not about the gifts that we give to others, is it? It is about the gift that God gave to us. And this Bible uh, passage that was read to us uh, in your handout, I just want to concentrate on that first sentence, sentence 16. Because this tells us what Christmas is about. And in fact, this is God telling us what Christmas is about. And so if you look at sentence 16, it says, For God loved the world in this way. He gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Now, this is the Christmas story from God's point of view, from God's perspective. And it is Christmas is about God giving his one and only son as a gift. Now, why does God give Jesus as a gift to us? And what kind of gift is that anyway? Well, it says there in sentence 16 that uh, uh, everyone, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Uh, So 
Uh, believing in Jesus mean you, means you will not perish. And if you look, at, look a couple of sentences down to sentence 18, it says, whoever believes in him is not condemned. So believing in Jesus means that you are not condemned. So God gives Jesus to us so that people might believe in him and not perish, not be condemned. Now, of course, that also means that if you don't believe in Jesus, you will perish. And verse 18, or sentence 18, the second part of it says, anyone who does not believe is already condemned because he has not believed in the name of the one and only Son of God, who is Jesus. And so my next question is this. Why does believing in Jesus mean that you do not perish? And why would we be in danger of perishing anyway? Well, the answer has got to do with a very little word, but a very big problem. That word is sin. Now, I know some people say you shouldn't use that word these days, but I'm going to because that's the word God uses. And God says that all people, all people have sinned. That is, all people have in some way turned away from God. All people have in some way put themselves above or before God. And God tells us that the punishment for sin is death. Eternal separation from God. So what difference does Jesus make? What difference does believing in Jesus make to this? Well, believing in Jesus is not so much about believing that he was a cute baby that we celebrate, but that he was the son of God who was crucified. See, the Christmas baby Jesus became the Easter Jesus who died on a cross. And the difference this makes to us is that God says that when Jesus died on the cross... He was dying for our sins, for your sins, for my sins. God says that there on the cross, Jesus took the punishment for the sins that we had committed. Not his, but the sins we had committed instead of us, in place of us. That is, Jesus took the penalty of death that we owed for our sins on himself. So that we could be forgiven of our sins and therefore be given eternal life instead of perishing. Given eternal life instead of condemnation. That's the difference Jesus makes. Now why did God do this? Why? Well again, sentence 16 tells us that God gave his son Jesus because he loved the world. Your part of the world. God gave Jesus because he loved you. 
And so he sent his son to save you, to save the world. That's what Second 17 says. Now, that's outrageous, actually. That's outrageous when you think about it slowly. God gave Jesus his only son to die. To die for you. To die for me. Now, who does that? Who does that? Who has ever given you a gift like that? Who has given the life of their son for you? That's why it says, sentence 16, that God loved the world in this way. His love is shown in the gift of his son. And the cost and sacrifice in God giving his son makes his love exceptional, does it not? And quite frankly, unthinkably enormous. That is a gift that cannot be measured. That is a love that cannot be fathomed. Who has ever loved you that much? Who? And given we are destined, given we are destined to perish eternally, This is the gift that we truly need, isn't it? And as any gift is, God desires that we accept his gift that he hands out to us. And he desires that we accept his gift by believing in Jesus. That's how you accept it. Now, uh, tonight, I don't know if this is the first time you've been in a church or the fifth time you've been in a church and you've come because you want to hear carols, this might be the thousandth time you've been in church, but I don't want to make any assumptions about anyone here. If you are here tonight and you have not accepted God's gift to you by believing in Jesus, why don't you do that tonight? That's right. Now's as good a time as any. Talk to someone tonight. Fill in a little sip of paper, which Brendan will tell you about before, so that someone can talk to you about what it means to accept this incredible gift that God offers. God offers this gift of forgiveness and eternal life through Jesus And like I said, you receive that by putting your faith in Jesus, by trusting in Jesus that his death pays for your sins so that we can have life. You understand what the alternative to that is, don't you? The alternative is to not put your trust in Jesus and perish. So why don't you do it today?
Why don't you do it tonight? What's holding you back? And let me tell you, if you put your faith in Jesus tonight for the forgiveness of your sins, you receive eternal life starting from tonight. And can I say, this will make this Christmas the best one you will ever have. Just to finish with, for those of you who do believe in Jesus, and I know many of you do here, can I just say to you, Jesus is a gift that we must continually be reminded of, that we must continually remind ourselves of so that we might continually be deeply, deeply grateful. That's the right response, isn't it? To receiving a gift. That's the right response, isn't it, to what we have received in Jesus. And so at this time, I know these last few days or weeks, I'm sure, have been super busy. And the next day or so will be very, very busy. But let's not forget, because it's so easy (laughs) Let's not forget to remember God's gift to us in Jesus. And as we are reminded of that gift, may our hearts be so filled with overflowing thankfulness that we are kind of delightfully confused as to whether to leap up in foot-stomping praise or to fall on our knees in deep, humble, tearful gratitude. Because both responses are appropriate, aren't they? (laughs) This Christmas, please spend time doing both. And you couldn't give anything better this Christmas than that. May I pray? Lord God and Heavenly Father, we are deeply humbled and grateful that you would send your son Jesus into this world to save us from our sins. Thank you. And Father, we do want to pray for anyone in this room tonight who has not yet put their trust in the Lord Jesus. Father, would you do a work in them right now and draw them to yourself through your Son so that they might have life and life eternal. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.